0: Like, are you a fist pumper, a woo a hand clapper, a high-fiver? I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun
1: ever at ChumbaCasino.com.
2: No purchase necessary. VGW group void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions
1: 18 plus. Ladies and gentlemen, the captain has turned on the fasten seatbelt sign. There is a low pressure system moving from Washington, D.C. across the country, and it may get a little bumpy. Please return to your seats and keep your freedoms fastened. This is American Ground
0: Radio. I'm Stephen Parr with
1: Louis R. Avaloni.
2: You know, the left is so intent on telling us what is bad for us is actually good for us, right? Inflation is destructive. Well, it it helps people because
0: a lot of the inflation is being driven by these $15 an hour minimum wages. So it's going up so, you know, people are getting more money. And by the way, we've got all this government spending. And by throwing in more government spending, we're
2: actually going to allow you to be able to afford the inflation. Congratulations. Oh, you've been been watching MSNBC, apparently. Ad nauseum. Oh, my (laughs) Lord. Yeah, inflation is destructive. It robs the poor of what little purchasing power that they have. But according to MSNBC, oh, well. That's a good thing. You know, it reminds me of when Pelosi, remember during the Obama administration where they kept extending unemployment benefits right. on and on up to what, ninety-nine weeks? Look, these people lost their
0: jobs. They gotta they gotta be able to eat Lewis. We've gotta, you know, feed them and and they they can't get one of the ten million jobs that are open right now. So we've got to continue to expand their
2: benefits. No, but she was trying to explain to people that unemployment benefits actually are good. For the economy, right. Where do you think they spend that money? They spend it in the economy. So, uh, duh. And, and now, and now, of course, climate change. Yeah, that's that's the new focus. That is the new focus. That's the greatest threat to human health. Yeah. We only have 12 years to live. But the southern border being wide open, well, that's Mm -hmm. fine. Being wide open to disease and drug trafficking and human trafficking.
0: Well, and as a meteorologist, I can tell you most of the heat in the United States comes up from Mexico, so...
2: And now Aaron Rodgers, the Green Bay Packers... Future Hall of Famer, Man. Aaron Rodgers. Maybe. I exercises. mean, he's, no, hold he's on. done some, you know, stuff that's upset the woke people. He, he might has. not get voted in. So he apparently he exercised his right not to be vaccinated. We don't know why. How dare he? We don't know whether or not that was a decision that he made between him and his doctor. What a monster. But nevertheless, he has ruined sports. Like all of it. You know, he has ruined sports. Yeah, the but...
0: lockdowns, the the empty stadiums, those things oh. didn't ruin sport. Oh.
2: Aaron Rodgers is what ruined sport. Well, that was the NBA Hall of Famer, Akeem. Uh, no, uh, Akeem, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, you would think I wouldn't draw a blank on him. Abdul-Jabbar? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay. He said that that Aaron Rodgers Uh ruined sports because he chose not to be vaccinated. But here's the other thing. Men pretending to be women Mm -hmm. competing against other women, that's just fine with the left. That's fine. That doesn't ruin women's sports whatsoever. But Aaron Rodgers deciding not to get vaccinated, well, that just, I mean, how extreme, how, I mean, but see, they know better. They all know better. They're smarter and they're more important than you. You know, this is uh, Robbie Starbuck is a congressional candidate for the House in Tennessee. He tweeted out this today. The modern day Democratic Party is a joke and so are the media outlets that support them. And he's right. Yeah, it, it is. Is inflation MSNBC reporting that inflation is a good thing? Is it a good thing for your daily life? I mean, MSNBC wrote a case study, this, they were reporting this, that historically recessions have left Americans poorer, not better off. But, they say, the COVID recession is different. As people shifting from their habits drastically in response to the pandemic, they spent much less and saved more. Even though millions of Americans lost their jobs, Mm -hmm. according to MSNBC, Mm -hmm. enhanced unemployment benefits and stimulus payments left many of them better off, not worse. So they've completely
0: ignored the fact that as inflation is rising at, again, near record rates, it is rising faster than both the savings rate... And the increase in income that people have. So that money that they're actually making, it is getting burned up inside the the engines of their cars and in their refrigerators and and in their utility bills. They're not better off. They're actually having to spend more
2: money just to stay as close to even as they can. Exactly. So Americans do have more money than ever, but that same money has much less purchasing power. And then you've got the threat of mass evictions and foreclosures that are looming like, I mean— it, well, disaster uh, out there. Uh, yeah, How the, are we better off? The, the property owners who weren't
0: able to kick out people who weren't paying rent, even though those people were getting benefits from the government, those property owners are also losing their property because they weren't able to pay their mortgages. We're going to have a massive housing crunch come because the people who owned
2: the houses are going to have to give them to the bank. And just because the checking accounts are more full... That is worth less. Th- that money in your checking account right, right now is worth far less than it was two years ago. And I'm not. I'm not even sure that everybody's checking account is more full than it was. No. I. But how are we doing better? I mean, you've got 4.6 unemployment compared to 3.6 unemployment.
0: We still have fewer people at work today than we had in January of
2: 2020. But it's worse than that. The labor market participation mm-hmm. is still the lowest it has been since late 2019.
0: It's it's when people went, I quit, I give up, I'm not even going to try and get a job. It's
2: down to, right. even though we've got 10 million open jobs. I mean, it's the lowest that it has been in over a decade. So I, if the left thinks that we're at maximum employment right now. They do. I mean, Reuters is reporting mm-hmm. that some economists believe the economy is at maximum Employment. How?
0: Yeah, it's not. It, it clearly isn't. When you have fewer people working now than you
2: did in January of 2020, how are we at full employment? So you've got CNN. They're chiming in as well. Oh, Why inflation we're seeing now is a good thing. I wonder if they would have said this if if there was a Republican in office. Would they have done a whole bunch of pieces defending inflation if Donald Trump was still president? No, they're saying that getting back to normal in the Americans' job market won't cut it for everyone, especially in the retail and hospitality, where they say the normal, the quote-unquote normal, was an army of low-wage workers juggling two or more part-time jobs to pay the bills.
0: Well— no, it wasn't an army of people. Like There were some people that were doing
2: that, but it wasn't an army of people doing that. But see, so many on the left who have traditionally voted for Democrats, yep. I mean, they had a sneak peek last year of what they've always wanted. Free money, free rent, free food, no longer having to wa- work the jobs that many of us didn't sign up for. And quite simply, they don't want to go back.
0: And so they think it's great and that must mean if, if I, look if I don't have to work and the government still pays me and I can still get uh, you know get a new
2: iPhone I don't see what the problem is uh, inflation what inflation and, and the Biden Harris regime they are so very comfortable telling people that they don't have to right that they should be afraid of covid yeah. of climate change i mean of republicans of republicans and that we can infinitely tax the top 1% to pay for everything. They, they just need to pay more taxes. Ex- they yes. just need to pay more taxes. Pay them
1: more. Yes. You know,
2: but see, that, that only works until, as Margaret Thatcher put it, you run out of other people's money. But even in the meantime, they're going to continue to drive down birth rates, and that's going to happen sooner rather than later. Let's get to the top three things you need to know before tomorrow.
0: Well, the first thing you need to know before tomorrow, Florida's governor, Ron DeSantis, announced yesterday he is officially running for re-election. DeSantis won three years ago by just half a percentage point, but now he's widely seen as unstoppable in getting re-elected. DeSantis has $58 million cash on hand in his campaign fund, and the Democrat Party has said they do not plan on spending much money in Florida to support any Democrat candidate, believing that money would be better spent
2: somewhere else. So President Trump has been asked about. DeSantis as uh-huh. a possible running mate in twenty twenty four. Of course, Wait, he, people know that's not possible, right? Well, look, we're not there yet. Okay, but okay. it's not possible. We can find a way, right? Circumstances. One of them change. has to move out of Florida. Okay, maybe that'll happen. Okay. But nevertheless, Donald Trump has called DeSantis mm-hmm. a good man. Now, DeSantis, on the other hand, has told Floridians. Mm-hmm that he has a lot more to do before considering a White House bid.
0: Second thing you need to know more for tomorrow, New Hampshire's governor, Chris Sununu, announced today he will not run for the U.S. Senate, but instead will run for re-election as governor. Sununu, a Republican, is very popular in New Hampshire and has already served three terms as governor there. Many Republicans had hoped he would run for Senate, giving the Republican Party a chance to take over control of the upper chamber in Congress. Sununu said he still feels an obligation to New Hampshire and to continue serving as governor and that another Republican should be able to defeat current Senator, Democrat Maggie Hassan. But see, going to Washington
2: isn't for everybody. Okay? Right. I, I'm not besmirching that no. by any means. There's some people, that's not where their talents are. And so what Sununu, Chris Sununu said is, mm-hmm. I'd rather push myself mm-hmm. 120 miles an hour delivering wins for New Hampshire mm-hmm. than then end up on Capitol Hill just debating partisan politics without results. And, of course, Chris Sununu is the son of John Sununu, the former governor of New Hampshire as well, and former White House chief of staff.
0: And third thing you need to know before tomorrow, a former sheriff in Louisiana was in was convicted of four counts of aggravated rape of juveniles. Jack Strain was elected sheriff of St. Tammany Parish five times before and during his time in office Strain raped several boys who are now grown up and testified against him at his trial. Strain faces life in prison for this conviction and is also under federal indictment for alleged corruption involving steering
2: $1 million in county monies to himself, his family, and his friends. You know, chemical castration is one method that keeps child molesters from reoffending. Maybe the judge ought to consider such in
1: his case.
0: Coming up next, we're talking with the American Mamas.
1: Stick around. You're listening to American Ground Radio.
2: Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Paul with Lewis, Saar.
1: All right,
2: so apparently there are going to be vaccine passports for children now. Passports for children. Yeah, Va- vaccine passports. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? So every kid that doesn't have an iPhone or a smartphone, I guess their parents now are going to carry around their vaccine passport well, for their, them. Well, their parents have to carry around their actual passports, so yeah but that's when you're traveling i mean you kind of expect that but when you're trying to
0: go to chuck e cheese oh this isn't just to go out of the the country no these vaccine passports are really so that you can go to the grocery store yeah it's on the horizon
2: Uh, this is according to New, new york city mayor bill de blasio so he says he wants to require children ages 5 to 11 to show proof of a COVID vaccine before going into a new york city business so to get a haircut to get a haircut to go to chuck e cheese i mean it is absolutely ridiculous let's take let's just just a clip of this from de blasio from de blasio
3: at what point will you ask them to also start checking for vax cards for five to eleven year olds
2: that's a very good question. And honestly, one we need to focus on now. We want to get to the day where we actually could vaccinate the youngest New Yorkers and get that rolling. We know it'll take a while.
1: I mean, right now, to use the oh, example of. the that 12 off. Shut that off. He has absolutely
2: old. no idea. It's a very good question because he doesn't have an answer because it's a dumb idea. That's why it's a very good <laughs> question. And he doesn't have his BS answer fully prepared to share with the people, although he's totally in favor of it. Wow. Speaking of total BS, Pete Buttigieg says that if a highway bridge is lower than it ordinarily would be, it's racist. Because a highway bridge, I guess way back in the day, highway bridges were made low so that buses of black people couldn't be brought to the beach. I'm not making this up, folks. Take a listen to your transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg. i
0: surprised that some people were surprised when I pointed to the fact that uh, if a highway was built for the purpose of di- dividing a white and a black neighborhood, or if an underpass was constructed such that a bus carrying mostly black and puerto rican kids uh, to a beach or it would have been uh, in new york was, was designed uh, too low for it to pass by that that obviously reflects racism that went into
2: those design choices oh it o- um, i don't think we have anything all. to least shut that all. oh it obviously <laughs> obviously so, is racism yeah white white kids don't ride buses Look, what
0: if what if this, there was racism involved in this when these were built back in the 1950s are those neighborhoods the exact same racial makeup they were God in the 1950s? Look, it, Odds are no.
2: Facts don't matter. All right. That's
0: we got that. a question for our American mamas. Dear mamas, did you see the story of the teacher who basically called Republicans and Fox News complete idiots on a graded quiz?
1: Well,
2: let's ask our American mamas.
1: Mama.
0: And joining us now are American Mamas, Terry Netterville and Denise Arthur. This is a story out of a a, a town near Sacramento, California. California. Of
3: course it is. Whitney High
0: School. This was the question on the quiz. Someone took a picture of it and shared it out. But the picture was, uh, identify a group of complete idiots. That's the quote. This was a multiple choice question, so that's good. Here are the answers. (laughs) KKK, all of Florida, Fox News, and... Texans.
3: That look. If that teacher wanted to impress me, why didn't she just do or all of the above? <laughs> I think it was. And actually we didn't a make a list, y'all. Right I, down here in Louisiana, where they think we're all slow and dripping a swamp.
4: You know, I always Jesus. go back to what I would do with my own children <gasps> when they would have something that they said. How would you feel if? You know, there was a teacher who had a test and said the same thing about the Democrats, CNN, BLM. Can you imagine the uproar over no. that? That teacher's head would be on a chopping block. I would love, first of all, I want him fired. I want this teacher gone. I don't want him around children. And I would love every time a teacher got fired for being absolutely positively terrible and, and uh, absolutely... I would say demonic. <laughs> this is actually just one of those things I know that it's you know about their propaganda and everything. I would love for Trump to come on the air and just say, "Hey, Mr. so and so, you're fired. Yeah, I would love a bunch of you're fired's going out because I want these teachers out of our classrooms. Well, they're gonna
3: have to study up on it and maybe reprimand the teacher. You know, it takes a while, Terry, to do these things. First, you have to research it and get all behind it and see what the facts are. But the fact, unless is, it was a Republican, teacher. well, yeah, then okay. that would be. You don't even get a fact checker on that. But you know, these this family was so scared mm. of the backlash that they had to get a third party. To release this to the public because they were scared of the backlash that, that that their child would suffer from. And the thing about it is here we are again pushing agendas, pushing agendas. And, you know, I was thinking to myself earlier, I don't know for all of us in this room because our ages are pretty close in proximity. But I can remember when I was in in middle school, I can remember from kindergarten, even through high school, like I didn't know. I didn't know if half of my teachers were even married I didn't know what their first names were. I didn't know anything about them. And I think that's what kept the respect. We just didn't know things about our teachers. We just knew they were there to teach us. They were teaching the curriculum. They were teaching out of the books. But I mean, this is just out and out bullying because this is to ridicule the conservative kids. But then I, I really have thought about this because I was thinking to myself, not only Here's the thing, what's so crazy. These teachers, and I'm not talking about all teachers by any stretch oh, of the imagination, but these t- these teachers that are pulling this business, they're doing this to our kids, to our students. But not only that, this segment of teachers don't just do it to our children. They do it to other teachers. Because I was just remembering back, it's been some time ago, but there was a teacher that had gotten into some trouble. She was making all these TikTok videos and doing stuff, but she wasn't helping her kids. that were getting behind in her class. But then she sent out a memo because she was over that particular, the freshman class, and insisted that all the teachers that come in Monday wear their red, white, and blue in support of coming out day for the LGBTQ community gave the teachers that just did not want to support that no choice because those those kids needed to know they had a safe place. So what's crazy to me is the common denominator here, the bullies in all of this are these radical teachers these radical far-left people. So they bully students and they bully co-workers. Well,
4: so the colors, red, white, and blue, what would that, so that would
3: symbolize? What? Do you know that's offensive? That that's, <laughs> that's racist. Girl, what are you talking about? You must have
4: meant the rainbow colors. The they rainbow mean, okay. colors. Well, you said something a second ago, and I thought, that is so true. The family got a third party
0: yeah. to scared. share this
4: out. Why are they scared? Why are they scared of backlash? Because the media... And the leftist leaders have done a brilliant job, including Merrick Garland, Garland, who's gotten the DOJ yeah. after the parents. They've done a beautiful job. Yeah, now you're a of, terrorist. Yeah, of canceling parents, of scaring them to death, making them believe that they're going to be taken away or their children are going to be taken away from them. So people are afraid to share the truth because they don't want to upset their little apple cart. They don't want to upset their home. And so that's got to stop. That's got to stop because only, it seems like that only one side of America is allowed to voice their opinions. You're right.
3: It's like we're on a bad episode of Wife Swap because somebody else is trying to raise our freaking kids, and I'm done.
1: <laughs>
3: I'm just and saying. I don't like the wife I'm trying to swap with. That is going
0: into our book of denise <laughs> which will be available soon.
3: If you'd like to ask our American Mamas a question,
0: go to our website, americangroundradio.com slash mamas, and click on the Ask the Mamas button. Terry Netterville, Denise Arthur. Thank y'all. Thank you. Coming up next, we're digging deep. Stick around.
1: There's more fresh roasted American ground radio brewing. So stick around. Mm. That's good radio. With Lewis R. Avellone and Stephen Parr. Welcome back
2: to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parr with Lewis R. Avalone.
1: So
0: the
2: Pfizer CEO. Uh-huh. The famed Pfizer of the
4: Play for free at Lucky Landslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary, void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Pfizer BionTech. Right. By yeah. Vaccine. Yeah. He says people who spread misinformation about the vaccines, hmm They're criminals. They're they're, they're criminals. criminals. Oh no. Yeah, they're criminals because they're re- they're basically the mm-hmm. cause of thousands and thousands of deaths of people who would have gotten the vaccine Mm -hmm. but for Mm -hmm. the misinformation
0: well unfortunately nobody who's gotten the vaccine has died from COVID.
2: here's what he said oh wait wait here's what he says these people are criminals they're not bad people wait a minute i don't don't understand that exactly but he says they are criminals because they have literally cost millions of lives (laughs) so misinformation here, let's define what misinformation is. You mean misinformation is when I disagree with you? Yeah. I am basically propagating mm-hmm. misinformation because mm-hmm. I don't agree with everything you say. Well, it, that's and, where we are in America today.
0: And it's not like they're actually putting out all of the information about the vaccine. To the people. I mean, you're in a court, you're supposed to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, right? Well, it's have no, we it's gotten, been approved. Have we gotten- It's been approved by Ooh. the FDA.
2: Ooh, that's
0: not <laughs> quite the whole truth
2: now, is <laughs> not it? Not at all.
0: Yeah. Not at all. Because so
2: Comerity- Uh-huh. Comarity, the only drug that's actually gotten full FDA approval. And it's not even available in this country. That's exactly right. So who's putting out misinformation? Now, the daily rate of new COVID cases, this is interesting. Uh-huh. The daily rate of new COVID cases in California. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's equal to Florida's rate of new COVID cases, or do you think it's less than or more than? Um, you know, at this point, I'm going to say it's it's more than. It's more than. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're right. It's more than double. Oh, I didn't realize Florida's that much rate. More. So the new COVID cases in California, uh-huh. despite this authoritarian the lockdown this absolutely and and Gavin Newsom just got his lockdown. second he just got his second round of the
0: vaccine
2: oh the governor, he hasn't been seen in public did well, wait, what? he did he show up today what huh has he been out in public I don't, it's been several I don't, days now i don't, I, well, I don't nevertheless yeah. that was after he had the booster shot right but after all of this lockdown i mean right. california you couldn't even leave your house well you know what you couldn't go I mean nearly anywhere. Speaking of lockdowns. And they've got double the new COVID cases than Florida. Let's dig deep. Okay,
0: remember at the start of the pandemic when Sweden didn't lock down their country and everyone was saying they were just gonna kill all their people, remember all that? And they were performing an experiment
2: on their population. Remember all that? Wait a minute. I remember somebody saying that someone was neanderthal but i neanderthal thinking
0: yeah that wasn't about sweden that was just about that that was about texas and florida yeah that was biden yeah who said that about texas but texas
2: and florida pretty much were as open or tried to Mm. be as open florida
0: more texas was still more locked down than sweden uh i think it's one of the reasons why greg abbott's got several republican contenders going up against him for governor next year but texas was a little more locked down than sweden and more locked down than florida and Florida
2: initially was a little more locked down than Sweden, and then they reversed course, and they, they followed Sweden. But model. in Governor Abbott's uh-huh. defense, and I know that's not what we're talking about here, but in yeah. his defense, he did have literally millions of illegal aliens oh, yeah. coming across the border completely unchecked. That's right. Bringing all sorts of- He did. Unknown diseases and- Those that were infected with COVID. Okay, back to Sweden. We just two weeks ago,
0: there started to appear a bunch of news stories with the same theme. Let me read this uh, from the New York Daily News. Sweden, which has been noted for its hands off response to COVID-19, is now crossing a stark pandemic threshold. Official figures released Tuesday show the Scandinavian country, which has not enforced lockdowns nor closed businesses, has surpassed 15,000 deaths in people who had COVID-19 since the pandemic began. All right. U.S. News and World Report. Sweden has registered nine new covid deaths since Friday, pushing the death toll since the start of the pandemic past 15000. The grim milestone was reached. Let's go to ABC News. Sweden, which has stood out among European nations for its comparatively hands off response to the pandemic, has passed the threshold of 15,000 deaths with COVID-19 since the beginning of the pandemic,
2: according to official figures released Tuesday. All right. OK, but wait a minute. Uh-huh. You're comparing perhaps there are those out there that will say you're comparing apples with oranges. How so? That the people of Sweden, mm-hmm. that they may in fact be healthier in terms of less obesity. Mm-hmm. They eat healthier. Right. Uh, they have less Medical conditions. Okay. And so, therefore, their immune systems, because Mm -hmm. they are healthier, they eat healthier, et cetera. They They walk more. Perhaps. Okay. That's the reason that perhaps they have weathered the covid storm well, we have more than the united states well, or better than the united states you're jumping ahead we haven't yet gotten to those numbers oh, okay okay <laughs> so here's well, what not i've already come to that conclusion yeah here's yeah.
0: what all of those uh, reports miss. the ones i was just talking about sweden isn't doing any worse than europe as a whole uh this so-called experiment as if all nations weren't doing an experiment on their populations isn't a failure from worldometer.com covid deaths per one million people sweden has had one thousand four hundred seventy six deaths from covid per million people that puts them at number 54 on the list of countries in terms of covid deaths all right 54 out of what 200 and something here are some countries that have fared much worse in death per population than sweden okay greece ukraine russia portugal france spain poland the united kingdom italy mexico Belgium, the United States of America, Croatia, Slovakia, Slovenia, Czechia.
2: So nearly,
0: nearly every country in in Europe, nearly every country in Europe. Notice there are lots of European countries that have done far, far worse than Sweden, but imposed far more restrictions on their population. Now, this is from unheard.com. By the way, back to your point of people in Sweden being healthier than people in the United States. That's fine, but... France would probably fall about the same category level, wouldn't they? I don't know. I don't know, very frankly. I mean,
2: I, I mean, they eat a lot of cheese. Okay. Well, the, the Mediterranean <laughs> diet, Italy's way up at no, the top. No, you're, you're, you're right in that regard. But okay. again, I think it also has to do with aging population. Okay. I mean, I think that certainly in Italy, well, their population point. Is, is much older than many other
0: European countries to your point people keep comparing Sweden to Finland and Norway saying Finland and Norway have a lot fewer deaths in Sweden yes but Sweden has also taken in more
2: immigrants from the Middle East and Africa than they have in Norway and Finland no I think there is something significant right. that needs to be studied with respect to whether or not you had a very strong lockdown in your country or in your state. Right. Versus whether you didn't. Well, from unheard.com, if Sweden was part of the United States, its
0: death rate would rank 43 of the 50 states. 43. So I went ahead and I went, well, I'll tell you what, let's look at the United States. In the U.S., Mississippi and Alabama lead the country in deaths per capita. And they had some of the fewest restrictions. Okay. But they're closely followed by New Jersey which had some of the most restrictions. Here's the next four on the list. Louisiana. Louisiana was a lockdown state, thanks to Governor John Bell Edwards and, of course, New Orleans. Arizona, not as much. They're number five on the list. Then they're followed by New York, which was definitely a lockdown state. Followed by Arkansas, not as much. So what's the common denominator? There isn't any. And that's the point. If there isn't any benefit from sacrificing our freedoms, why did we do it? Benjamin Franklin, those who would give up a central liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. We gave up our liberty, and it didn't buy us safety, and we need to learn that lesson.
1: We'll be right back. You're standing on American ground with Lewis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr.
0: Welcome back to American Ground Radio, Stephen Parr with Louis Sar
2: Avalone. Now speaking of France, they are going to require booster shots for everyone sixty five and older in order to keep your vaccine passport valid. Now that's in that's in France. For everyone. But they're not yeah. they're not letting up. And if you look at California, we were just talking about how the daily rate of new COVID cases in California mm-hmm. is double that of Florida's rate, right. where there is no mask mandate, right. there is no vaccine mandate mm-hmm. in order to go to work, for example. I, mean, right. I think DeSantis has basically issued some executive orders, and I think the Florida legislature has also passed some legislation banning companies from requiring the vaccine mandate and of course they've also given the big middle finger to the biden administration in terms of well, saying they're suing them. if you're coming to florida yeah. to enforce a federal vaccine mandate yeah, you better go think well. again you know oh, there's tons of states that are challenging 27. that mandate that's one other issues yeah but in california now they're telling people to narc on people who are not wearing masks.
0: Well, the and, s- and yet the socialist
2: no, but, state needs that. But the, at the same time, Stephen, their COVID cases yeah. are twice that mm-hmm. of Florida, where it's completely maskless.
0: It's because the left has become militant about enforcing their rules, whether or not their rules are effective. It doesn't matter if the rules work. It doesn't matter if the rules line up with
2: science. Oh, it doesn't man. matter if there's any results. Jeez. It's about conforming to power. Come on, man. Is this communist China? Maybe. I don't. Maybe. It's getting close. It's getting, yeah, I hope maybe so. In California? Maybe pretty... I shouldn't have asked that. All right. Time for a bright spot. I'm doing all right. Getting good grades. The future's so bright.
0: Talk a lot about the uh, importance of fathers for families and children on this show right yeah Yeah. well you refer to it as two-parent right privilege two-parent privilege is a real thing and it's highly predictable of
2: upward mobility economic mobility for children well and many people would say you know that must be nice that doesn't always happen it doesn't always happen it doesn't always
0: have a happy ending no that's true it doesn't but statistically speaking If you have two parents in the home you grow up in, you are much actually if you have if you live in a neighborhood where there are lots of two parent families, you are much more likely to be able to rise up to the next economic strata than if you live in a neighborhood that doesn't have those dads. And
2: here's the thing. Our society doesn't encourage two parent families. Our government doesn't. Well, no, but okay, our pop culture that's true figures now at this point uh, they're not encouraging people i mean when was the last time you say well you know you, when are you going to grow up and and start a family i mean when when do you hear people extolling the virtues mm-hmm. of family
0: well there was an interesting study done in great britain during this covid lockdown you see fathers ended up spending a lot more time with their children than before they were home more often yes yes Oh, yeah. All right. So the study followed more than 2,000 dads in Great Britain. Here's some of the results. 78% of those dads reported spending more time with their children overall. Nearly okay. 80%. All right. 68% spent more time on homeschooling and helping with their homework with their kids than before lockdown. 59 spent more time on cleaning, laundry, and cooking. And 65% of fathers reported a better father-child relationship with after the spring 2020 lockdowns. That's good news. Well, wait a minute. This is where? In Great Britain. In Great Britain. Yeah. 48% of fathers there left lockdown feeling more competent as a parent, with only 8% feeling less competent. See, that's
2: why. You're making an argument Uh for the... That those on the left say mm-hmm. that we need more government intervention in order to support families. For example, if you needed to take paternity leave okay. for a month, that the government ought to mandate. No. If it's such a good idea, you're making such an argument. Why? You're why making an argument for for fathers and two parent families? I am making and an argument. There's some families. people that would say, why don't you put your money where your mouth is because you don't support paternity leave i su- paid paternity leave i am consistent in my thought and that i
0: support individuals i support policies that may encourage people to make a choice to be good fathers what? but i'm not going to encourage a mandate just like i I've, I've personally have gotten the vaccine but i am not in favor of a vaccine mandate i am not in favor of a fatherhood mandate but i'll tell you what i'm not in favor of is telling dads get the hell out of the house and we'll pay mom more That's what our government currently does, and it's what our government's done since the Great Society. And it has destroyed families from coast to coast in this country because we've taken dads out of the home. I'm not saying that there should be a paternity mandate. I'm saying that we should stop saying that dads are useless.
2: Dads are important, and we need to stop doing policies that tell dads, get the hell out. Well, of course, but our government, and and you mentioned in the 1960s the great society programs that are still in place today that was basically the intent if you lived with a man mm-hmm. as a woman I, I yeah I, yeah these days you just don't know but back then mm-hmm. if you lived with a man with mm-hmm. the father of your children you got less money it's not back
0: then it still happens 51 percent of these dads just spend more time said they understand their children better, and 64% felt closer to their own children. Most dads who spend time in the same house with their kids during lockdown emerge from lockdown feeling more confident as fathers. It's a bright spot. The problem is that dads who didn't spend a lot of time with their children during the same time period weren't more confident as fathers, which means they aren't actually as good at being a father. Fatherhood is important. We need to have policies that encourage encourage, I didn't say mandate, encourage families to stay together because that's a bright spot.
1: We'll be right back. Stick around. You're listening to American Ground Radio with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr.
0: Welcome back to American Ground Radio. Stephen Parr with Louis R. Avalone. You oh,
2: I think the importance of fathers is often understated. I mean, I don't think we talk about that enough, but the lowest achievement, I mean, they've done studies after studies, the lowest achievement and the highest risk of school failure, of course failure, were experienced by children who did not have a resident father figure and didn't know the identity of their fathers. Two-parent privilege is a real thing. And we we talk about crime in this country. Mm -hmm. Maybe right there in your home community, your Mm -hmm. neighborhood, they found that The absence of the father figure was the only disadvantage that led to a 279% more likelihood of a child to carry a gun and deal drugs. Wow. 270, not having a father, a resident father, makes that child 279% more likely to carry guns and deal drugs than peers who lived with their fathers. And again, our government does not
0: encourage fatherhood. It encourages fathers to be kicked out of the home,
2: especially in low-income families. And look, there's a lot of single moms out there that are pulling double duty to no fault of their own, because if they had their druthers... They'd have the dad. Exactly. But when the government says it's better for the dad to be gone... People say, whoa. <laughs> oh, wow!
1: When I say whoa, I mean whoa.
0: This weekend, MJ Sonny Eberhard walked into the record books. You see, Sonny is 83 years old, and on Sunday, He walked into the town of Dalton, Massachusetts, becoming the oldest person to hike the entire Appalachian Trail. Oh, wow. It wasn't an easy trip, and Sonny said he felt a few times. Recently, he fell in New Hampshire, skinning up his elbow and making it bleed. Another hiker asked if he wanted to take a break, and Sonny replied, Do you think if I complain about it, it will go away? This isn't the first big hike Sonny's undertaken. He's hiked from the Florida Keys to Quebec. And then from Newfoundland back to Florida, he also hiked all the way from Chicago to L.A. along the historic Route 66.
2: Well, the journey is the reward, as they say. Great point. May your pursuit of happiness bring you joy.